Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> Still quarantined. Sometimes right before we push record, we say, do you know what we should talk about? And I say, nah, just push it. And then sometimes that works just fine. And other times yeah. we just draw a blank. And actually, I think everyone should be duly warned that we've already spent like an hour on the phone together this morning. So I'm not really sure. Sometimes we might have takes, talked it out. Sometimes that takes the wind right <laughs> on out of it. Uh, we've already said the things. I was we've just telling Becca that sometimes in my life, your my ignorance in certain fields doesn't trouble me. And yeah. right now I'm in a time where my ignorance of the bird life is just kind of hurting my conscience. Like, I'm seeing so many birds that I have no idea what they are. Well, no you're, clue. You're out living amongst them a lot more. Yes, but why are they all... Like, there was an enormous one. I even am using my bird identifier app all the time and considered purchasing binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> because I just can't bear it that I have no clue what they even are. Oh, Rach, there's little clubs for people like you. I know. No, there's not. There's yes, little clubs there for the people who are way ahead of me on uh, this. Like, I can't get into a club with this little qualifications. <laughs> I I go to... Go uh, find out if there's a master class. <laughs> oh, no. I'm getting emails about them. I'm getting emails from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. <laughs> Because what I do is I find out that there's a huge field that I know nothing about. And then I begin dabbling about the mm -hmm, edges of mm -hmm. it. We did identify the birds I couldn't figure out by our house. That was exciting. Mm -hmm. That they're little, they're called says Phoebes. And they are, oh. have a really pretty, it's a really pretty little songbird. And they do an amazing, like, hover while they hunt for bugs so they they fly they're flapping their wings but not going anywhere they mm. do this amazing like it's very pretty and then they dart down and i feel like it's just like god to make something that eats eats flies beautiful and singing you know like mm -hmm. it, anyways figured that out but then i'm i'm behind winco yesterday and I, well, I wasn't behind it. I was on the road. <laughs> I was not lurking behind the grocery store. You were going to go I was driving shuffle through the dumpster. On my way past the back of Winco to, and there was, I thought it was an enormous owl in the tree. Okay. I pulled over because I was like, yeah. there's actually a huge owl in like, the tree right there. Out. But I mean huge, like, it was huge. Not, not a little squatty body owl. Like, mm -hmm. it was a big old dude. And I got out of the car to take a picture of it. and didn't have an owl's head at all. It had a little head. What is that? Some owls have little heads. It wasn't an owl. It had, oh. like, a little hawk-like head. But in a bird that was really tremendously <laughs> large. <laughs> and, I, and I'm, like, quickly consulting my my Cornell bird <laughs> identifier and guess what it tells me it tells know. me that maybe it's a duck <laughs> like, it's not a duck not a duck I don't know what this is but I know that You're much like it doesn't look like a duck nor does it quack like a nor, duck it's no, not a duck I can't identify the dang thing and I think I need binoculars because the app tells me but I'm gonna have to wear them all the time because just around your neck yeah because the yeah. app told me 
the app told me that it's always like pick the three you can pick three colors that are presented on the bird well i don't always know if that was gray or if it was buff or if it was khaki so you i i feel like you you're gonna need to Ah, it's a little stressful. You're going to have to enroll in something, Rach. Because I know. My ignorance is painful. If it's really being an issue. But my issue in that regard right now is entirely <laughs> surrounding plants and a little bit sourdough. Everyone, <laughs> uh, I have a successful percolating thing. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to try and make my first loaf tomorrow. Because I think it's I gotten remember, it's gotten enough of a routine. One of my early loaves of sourdough, and actually, I happen to remember that I was very funny about this on a podcast episode that we threw away. <laughs> because I think we met together too late at night, and we oh, were just a little too slap happy and yeah, weird. And that's but bad. I made an early loaf, uh, one of my earlier loaves that came out. Looking like the backside of a really poor old saggy lazy boy. (laughs) Where it had like weird sort of voluminous lumps. (laughs) And it it sort of shriveled in and sagged. It was terrible. Anyways, just. Well, I'm prepared for it to be sorrowful tomorrow, but I'm. Oh, there's no reason. One great thing about sourdough is that sometimes. Sometimes, even if it looks like a dog, it tastes really fine. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there are ways of ruining it. You can leave the salt out. That is a way of getting yourself up a creek. I'm trying not to worry too much yet about when I have to go back to school. Because we're going back to school, guys. Not this next week, but the week after. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Now I'm worrying already about what will happen to my sourdough starter. But actually, I have. I'll give you tips. By the time you get there, it'll be fine. Yeah, because, I'll try and sort because it out. I have been, I have been exploring the other approaches with sourdough. Yeah, but you can't tell me yet because I won't, I won't tell you yet. But my point is that there are. It will work around your yeah. schedule. Like sourdough just will work with you. Well, so we'll long hope. as you still feed it, we'll hope. So, which I recommend. But meanwhile, you guys, the garden, <laughs> I've been out plugging around in the garden for the last couple of days and <laughs> it's it's like it's like My garden. <sighs> it's not good. We had this little corner of the yard that looked like a small corner. It was the sunniest corner that we had. It was like between a sidewalk, a sidewalk, and the driveway. So we were like, well, it's already quarantined off over there, so we'll just put up a little fence and do a garden because it was the sunniest corner. So we, we should put have up, picked a different word back. It we, wasn't quarantined. Yeah, it was. It was isolated. It was self-isolating. And it was over there. So we put up a little fence, and suddenly I'm like, I have a ranch. This is a, this is not a small amount of space. This is like a really like a really big area to fit a bunch of stuff. Anyway, then after we had built the raised beds and put in some brick paths and built a fence, the neighbors cut down this enormous row of pine trees, which is a real blessing because they were huge pine trees that took up a big chunk huge of our yard. Huge and dastardly pine trees. Yeah. Uh, but now we have a backyard that's full sun all day. And our garden... 
to try to grow tomatoes here underneath a maple tree. And well, it's not, it is, it's directly. This is a terrible course, it's Jess. Under I have a terrible a maple course, tree. Jess. Well, let me just say that maple trees drop those little helicopters like every 10 minutes. <laughs> and like, I have a maple tree farm. I have to go out and pull out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of little wee maple trees out of my garden beds all the time because they're just, <laughs> anyway. So that's my garden yeah. struggle. Well, my garden struggle is that we have all these acres that are not ready for a garden because of lots of reasons. But every time I'm like, here's a raspberry bush that I bought. And then I'm like, we're going to need to rent a bulldozer first. <laughs> we're going to have to, we're going to back up. Yeah. Wait, what are we yeah. doing? And, and so I'm trying to figure that out. But the the part that's the worst is that we're pretty high up and, and there's a lot of wind up there. Today um, in particular. Some days, obviously it's not super windy, but you can't plant things that you can't assume they won't get beaten alive by the wind <laughs> several times. So I'm trying to kind of make a plan which is led multiple times this is a terrible course jest and yet it still makes me laugh that multiple times i have found myself googling <laughs> how to break wind in the garden <laughs> Rachel, that's not all right come up with a new, a new phrase i have such an innocent <laughs> mind that i don't that i don't think of I don't think of it until I'm, like, well into Googling. <laughs> oh, Becca, you're getting... I think Becca might have aspirated her Diet Coke. <laughs> It was a horrific thing, though. And it, the I, problem sorry, is, I just had a whole mouthful of Diet Coke. That was a battle just now. Well, my problem oh, is that every time I'm I like, do not spray Diet I Coke. need to think about how to oh. handle this, and I can't figure out how we, we talk about this. Let's just call it a windbreak from well, now on. Except for I was trying to search. <laughs> I do. I do. I understand. Now I search about? about windy area gardening. <laughs> Or just garden windbreaks. <laughs> just keep. I your... told you it was my it was my innocent <laughs> mind that keeps leading me this way. <laughs> it's not okay. Well, okay. It is it's not just, okay it's because windbreak is not a verb, and so when you're looking for no, but you don't have to say how to. You can just say <laughs> garden windbreak. Well, it's not better if you leave out the how to. Yes, it is. No, it, it's not. If you say windbreak, no, as one no, word, you end up searching something like breaking wind around raspberries. <laughs> no, you don't. This is the worst we've got to pull out of this I terrible so, slump. I'm of so sorry. <laughs> I never should have brought it up. Oh. Oh. side of the house it gets that's right out the basement door that gets tons yeah. of sun like it's a oh, beautiful perfect be... location for a garden and i think 
it would be ideal because I just need to get the... There's kind of a natural windbreak right there anyway. Not so much, but... Well, because it's over the hill more. But the wind comes from two different directions with our house. Oh. So some of the time the house would be helping when it is in the winter, it comes more from the mountain. But in the summer, it comes from... comes this way. I have to... Oh my word. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is very hard to, uh, to pivot out. But here's what I want to say is that um, I was reminded of this by what you just said. Grace Agenda. Yes. Everyone. <laughs> we told you to come to Grace Agenda. I'm like, mm. you can all come see for yourselves whatever Rachel's windbreak turns yeah, out. Yeah, and be. you know what? When you come, Bring a binocular because you're not going to know what's happening with the bird life. So here's the thing. As I don't. Let's let's go through the update because this update, basically, I plan on being fully flattened in August by this. So here's what happens. We're, we thought that it wasn't exciting enough no. in April. Actually, so isn't right now? A pandemic. No, isn't right now when it was going to be? Yeah. Okay. So it would have been right now, but it's not right now. And it has been postponed. If you are going to come right now, you should still come back in August. Now, here's what's happening in August. We will be having Grace Agenda. So that's already a big thing. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's totally going to have you over to come look at her south slope where she's going to grow something. Where, Lord willing, we would have found a way to shelter in place yeah. our garden. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also um, right when NSA is getting going again, and they had to postpone graduation for this year's seniors, so graduation is going to be happening in August, so we're going to have that big party going. It's also convocation for the beginning of the school year, so there's going to be that big party. There's this, um, a, the president's dinner, which is the oh yeah that got winemaker's dinner. That's always right before graduation. So that's happening. That's the one where I end up making all the so like you're postponing linens. it to August. It's all the same. So it's so it's just going to be more like a week of splendor. It's, it's a week of splendor. But these are all the things that you like, doggy. So the so the uh, president's dinner is the one where I do the linens for the table you know like the different designed linens for the table so that's always the thing then i am <laughs> in charge of the in charge of the reception for graduation that the big feature of that wine dinner is no no i'm in charge of the linens i'm telling you yeah, how it affects it. me yeah yeah I'm in my personal you. life <laughs> i understand i'm in charge of the reception for both graduation and convocation and i'm usually doing the linens for the president's dinner and its grace agenda all in the same week so you guys basically becca's inviting you to come and stand on the sidelines while she runs past you and you can hand her like orange wedges or gatorade yeah, that'll, shoes that'll be good. and then i'll hand you dixie cups of an interesting gatorade. dessert somewhere at a reception but actually, um, no, I'll have a lot of help, which is good. So I'm going to try and hand off a bunch of that. Because basically, it's all of the big events crammed into one week. But it's going to be really fun. And August in Moscow is actually, oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a really fun thing. August is a fun there. time. But so you can see all the things if you come to Moscow then. So 
come yeah. to Bosco then. So, and hopefully the really exciting news is that you'll be able to see people. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to like. It'll be great. Lord willing, we'll be like gathering. I know. In some places. I know. But so. it'd be, I feel like August is a great time to come to Moscow and it'll be before the U of I students are back. So it's still. See, do you, you know what that is? still get a Did you know what bird that is? Room? I can't see a bird. It's up there. Uh, in the tree. I can't see it. Yeah. Like, you I'm don't know either. The sunroof. You are also ignorant of bird life. I see a bird. Rach, there's a woodpecker at my house. I will let you come over and look at it. All right. Um, so anyway, that is what I was just thinking we need to give everyone an update about yes. that. You should definitely come. Rachel will have you to her house. We'll do a what have you reception. We'll do a who knows what. We'll We'll do a who knows what for who what have you. Who knows what, what have you. What, what? <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyways. So, I turned into a quilter since last time. Since last time we spoke, yeah, no, I've been on did. a quilting we, binge. We already talked about your quilting Yeah, last we time. talked about that. I'm saying I finished. Look, I'll show you the picture. Oh, I'm mom finished. showed me the picture. It's oh, really cute. Well, I don't have to show you the picture, but it is cute. It's it is very cute. Fun and wild, and mm -hmm. I haven't swapped with mm -hmm. other people yet, but it is fun. We'll have to share the picture of this, and then I started a new quilt because that's how I am. Um, my one of my kids was like, "So are you like into quilting now?" And oh, that's like, cute. I think I was like, "Oh no," mm -hmm. and I thought, "Well." Maybe. Clearly I am. <laughs> clearly. Clearly I am doing something. That's very fun. Anyways, it's fun. I like a, I've always had a, uh, it's a textile thing, I think. I think it's yeah. just yarn, fabric, blankets. It's yeah. all the things I like all yeah, in one place. Yeah, it's very fun. So when is this um, bread loaf going to take off for you, Becca? I am supposed to. Get my little sourdough starter and do out 11? and do 11 tonight. So I okay. fed it this morning. Mm -hmm. I'll make 11 tonight. We'll see if I produce myself a nice oh, I think you're gonna be so squash of a pancakey loaf tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I know. We'll see if it's good. I've been on a binge of using different flowers. Like I like working with a different flower. Mm -hmm. um, and. Okay. I, until I made, I've always preferred gold medal all-purpose flour. Okay. And I use King Arthur bread flour. Yeah. But I really, like, I, it wasn't until I was making sourdough that I really started uh, enjoying that, like, the fact that sourdough is so simple that you really taste the different flour. Sure. And it changes the texture, and it yeah. changes, and there's so much variety. That's always Just really from... Fun. Using different flowers. Speaking of flour, everyone, last week I said I have three drawers in my kitchen. But one of them is a big pull-out bin of flour that holds 25 pounds, which is very exciting. And Ben is working on the other one. So I'm going to have one for regular flour, like all-purpose, and one for bread flour. And another one that's divided in half for some of those lesser flours that you don't use as often. Which but ones are those? For me? Yeah. That would be like whole wheat or semolina, you know. Do you use that much semolina? I just no, have a jar I might, of semolina. No, because I might put oats there because oats oh. you use in baking a lot. I See, 
Look at that bird. Though. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, we don't know what's what, do we? It looks like it has a fan on its head, like some kind of a little yeah. See, I told fan. you, we're ignorant, and that's yeah. it, it's troubling. And I mean, there like, it is, too far away from us, sitting yeah. on a dirt pile, and we don't have binoculars Rachel's, because we're not the kind of people no. who know. No, Rachel's little quest is starting to rub off on me clearly because I'm like, yeah, it's got like a well, little I, there's blonde something, fan on There's its something head. offensive about. Not knowing, like, well, we've lived here our whole lives. I'm gonna, that's what that's the part that gets I'm gonna me tell out. you a sick thought. You can't look up your Collins bird what? app. Collins, <laughs> it's not um, Collins. So, yeah, she is. She's looking up a bird. What do you think? It's between a oh robin and goodness. a sparrow. We can't put people through this. Rachel. I don't just keep talking. Sorry, I continue, I continue in my tantrum. worm nurturing. Uh, <laughs> To just have weird times about it because I'm not attracted to it, but nonetheless, yes, you are. yeah. But it's You've a weird. You've been thinking about this for years, right? Yeah. Well, we would get down. I mean, last night we were rooting around in there to see what the worms were doing, and it's pretty funny how it's pretty amazing the stuff that's in yeah. that bin is now this like decadent. I mean, like it was like old bananas and eggshells, and now it's just this decadent black dirt. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, I'm pretty weird. I find myself kind of pondering well, life. <laughs> you know, it, when I'm out, like. But they're also very, they're quite hellish. I mean, yeah. like, because oh, that's yeah. what, that's the thing. The worm does not die. Yeah, so it's not a good, not it's not a good thing where the worm no. does not die. So God. when you have a little hellscape in your <laughs> back foyer. <laughs> you're like, yep, uh, there it is. I know. I'm. I'm always just really amazed when I, whenever I go out in the garden and you actually get down and start digging around in there, mm-hmm. it's just really, I don't know. You start really thinking how on earth you put two little seeds that look exactly the same right next to each other in the totally same Totally other dirt, things. Yeah. And one of them can come out with a, you know, ridiculous. And they never mess themselves. They don't mess up. They no, just do it. The thing that gets me is the color like you can get some like crazy but flavor because how does an onion a, an or, or onion a, arises from the dirt that's the same dirt as a raspberry yeah it's I amazing it's and, and the, the what's really funny is that if you just take a mouthful of dirt it's not a taste sensation no you but would then think you're kind of would, like you would honestly, think that the dirt would just blow your face off with all the potential flavors yeah. but it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know i don't know how it is that we I don't believe in magic because that's no. nothing but and magic I, I ate dirt as a child i specifically yeah. remember trying to cook it on my hot tricycle seat with <laughs> julie busby to see if it we were like well if we cook it it'll be fine if we eat it so we cooked it on the tricycle seat which yeah. tells you about how sharp we were <laughs> but my point is simply that you wouldn't you think that with all that potential, yeah, that there must be so much flavor in the dirt because yeah. how does a minuscule seed have all that? Have everything yeah. it takes to turn yeah. the dirt into something spicy. It's like dirt <laughs> and the giant ball of fire in the sky and just air and just air and, and the, water, which is also not as out of the sky for some reason. Yeah, it's, and and, it, and, and I love comes. that in a world that's that magical. 
that pompous humans act like we know what's happening. <laughs> like, they were like, well, the reason. You know, okay. The reason it's like this. I'll tell you. We've been having church in a drive-in service the last two weeks. And I felt like this last week we got out of, well, some people, people who wanted to, got out of their cars to kneel for the confession. Mm-hmm. Did you find that strangely moving? Incredibly moving. But, it turns but, out that like to be a bunch actually of people just, kneeling outside, but just is on a the different dirt. sensation. Just, yeah. yeah, like on the ground, like and it dust, was just straight, just dust right and dirt. there yeah. on the ground. And and I was like, you wouldn't think that it would make such a difference to be in the building or out of it, but it did. I was it like, did. this is this is um wow. Yeah, and same with everybody lifting hands afterwards, standing. Yeah. There's something very different about doing it outside. Yeah. Um, but we are. Ha- it's a, it was a full worship service, so it was yeah. everything that we mm-hmm. do in worship. And it was, yeah, it's been really it's sweet crazy. doing it outside. Yeah. The only addition is honking. <laughs> the cars and honking is unique is. to the situation. <laughs> yeah, but that's been... Yeah, I agree. There was something really different about yeah. that. But part of that is that it's so good for us to peel back all the things that we assume and don't think are shakeable kind of. You know, like uh-huh. the things that you, um, yeah. and at least for us in worship, peeling back all of that, all of the routine has just brought out a real, the basics, right? The real yeah. evangelical, we love the Lord, we gather because we're his people, we're here to worship, yeah. and that it's not because this is the way we do it or this is the, it's not that it's right. because we believe this and whatever it takes, we're going to do it. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, That's been, cool. it's been a really sweet thing. Plus when having to go without, um, without gathering for a couple of weeks made it so sweet Yep. to like yep. when you usually are seeing people all the time, it's easy to not notice. Mm hmm. What a gift that is. So true. To see people. So true. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly I'm going to be really stoked to get to the end of this because I feel like I cannot get in a rhythm. And that that's just... You know if you watch a hurdler uh, running, there is a rhythm of steps that that's how you find your stride and you get... Yeah. The, yeah. I feel like I've been doing a world where the hurdles are now spaced oddly and at different heights and Mm. you have no idea what you're doing and you are mostly just really self-aware of how ineffective you are like yeah i feel like that's been my main takeaway is that man i am not good at this Mm -hmm. this is not my Mm -hmm. and and really dumb little things that mess it up a lot for me it's funny because i've been having maybe almost the opposite problem of like the sort of slowed down thing Mm. is making me feel a little disoriented when, like, I sat down and, um, I was telling Ben this last week, I sat down to plan my menu for the week and do the grocery list. Mm -hmm. So I, like, got a cup of coffee and I went and sat down in the living room and started to make my list and I just had this, like, internal sensation, like, get going, Becca, like, you're not working, like, get, like, you've got to get something done here. And I'm like, but I am, I'm, I am actually, but Mm. it was like this weird feeling that like, if I'm not like in a big hustle, then I'm not actually working. So I think that's actually been really quite healthy. Yeah, that is. Having the, just kind of like, oh, that's kind of a fun Yeah, it's not that, I'm not having that sensation. 
so much. But it's but it, we're in really different phases of yeah, life with our family yeah. people. Um, but I really have just felt more like I think I usually use. I think it's where I I always there's always a range of days where you feel really effective and days when you're not feeling really effective. Like there's always that range right. and i feel like the range just expanded to yeah. a girth that i don't recognize like right. where i'm like i because i know how to handle it when i have a not super productive day i know kind of like you have ways that you sort of rev up for the night like where you mm. get your i don't know you're always kind of staying in that little zone mm -hmm. and the zone is not the same now yeah and yeah. that is, and that part to me is not, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's worth trying to make a life schedule around this weird time. But even when we go back to school, it's going to still be weird because it's a mm -hmm. modified schedule. Um, and the still, days no, are gonna, still no sports or assemblies. Yeah, the or, days are going to end earlier than right. normal. And then um, it's only going to be for another yeah, not very long. Month. I mean, yeah, and then we're going to be in summer. So when does school get out? The 22nd for yeah. the elementary so and the 29th. My, my problem secondary. is more that, like, I think I'm usually veering or I don't know. This is an interesting thing. But I will say this, though. This is a thing that is always important, and it feels more applicable not in this moment to me, but maybe it's applicable to someone. When you have that wildly productive day where you had tons of energy, mm -hmm. you nailed it, you got the whole house clean, you prepped all the stuff, you were like on a mission and focused yeah. and it just came together for you. Uh -huh. Sometimes that happens after you've been doing tons of prep work for a long time. So then that day is the day when you harvest sure. everything kind yeah. of like, yeah. and it, but it feels like you did it all yeah. that day, but really you were just yeah. not doing it all that day. But I find the biggest temptation with those days is to try to make it your new normal. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The minute you get a soaring success, mm -hmm. you're like, that's what every day should be. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up being like discontent and no fun on other days yeah. that actually are productive, and but just normal. Like there's yeah. like the normal and then yeah. the exceptional. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I think I meant by my normal zone is some kind of a life cycle of rhythms of yeah. the regular trudgy days yeah. combined with the really productive days mm -hmm. that where you feel like, okay, I kind of understand this cycle. Right now yeah. I'm just in a, it feels like in a endless loop of odd jobs. <laughs> like I don't recognize any of it, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get come through it. it. Yeah. And then we'll, I'm curious what things stick with us and what things we shook off and what things are. It does seem like our country cannot just go back to thinking. Um, like I was shocked. Like really there's a lot about the coronavirus that was a surprise. One of those things to me that was really shocking was canceling all the sports. Mm -hmm. And I only say that because it is in a bad way. That is a real god in our yeah, country. Is, yeah. So to have people who are really thick in the idolatry of those uh -huh. things be willing to throw the idols overboard. Uh -huh. That's, it's like both, like it's weird because there's a strange mashup of you feeling like that wasn't necessary. I think but we, what we found out is the true idol, the highest idol is, is our self. Is our life 
like we are so fearful that we can't. Uh-huh. Yeah, but those, it did feel like I was shocked that some of the, that just without, like yeah. almost without comment or discussion, we just yeah. tossed it all. Yeah. Like last thing we care about is March Madness, which did not feel like how it really was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was sort of like, odd. really? As a country, we're ready to do that. <laughs> Anyways, that was a surprise. Uh-huh. But I do wonder if, if people will actually be ready to come back as full throttle into that again or if this lapse or is going to throttle. right like was this actually lose like was this a moment that actually broke some of that idol worship mm-hmm. or was this a moment that will fuel it right. all the more so mm-hmm. who knows we'll That's find a good out question. we'll find out later my personal prediction is those sneeze guards are here to stay in the grocery stores yeah I just think it's it's just a great reminder that like civilizations fall and they, they fall do. for incredibly tiny reasons sometimes. Well, and, and this tiny reason is that we are no match for a virus. But I noticed in the Bible reading today this amazing line about because oh shoot. I tried to highlight it in my app, but my app does not highlight well. It gets really difficult. But it was something about, um, because you, oh no, I'm going to have to look it up. It was basically because you had no regard for the blood of others. Blood will pursue you. Or so uh, the terror of blood will pursue yeah, you. Yeah, we deserve that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like, it was so on the nose. I felt like the blood guilt of our country is so vast. And, and yet then, we're so, and so... And we're terrified of dying. And just, and, and like, acting as though death is so... Uh, I, I think that that's what's interesting, is the masquerading that death is our enemy. Mm-hmm. Because I was telling Luke this, because, like, anytime you're you're tracking health concerns, like, mm-hmm. some of this, and just to be clear, I'm not following every... I've I've long since stopped reading news reports about this. But one thing I have felt is overwhelming is that you like cannot you cannot believe anyone. No. Right now. No matter which article you're reading, you can't believe it. You don't <laughs> know what is happening for reals, which is why it's boring to keep reading them. But the thing that I thought was really interesting is you know if you if you watch like isn't it the Johns Hopkins site that has like big throbbing red dots that everything about the way they're tracking it communicates horror and danger. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to die from this red growing dot that is coming to your area. Yeah. And everything about it is sensational in that way. But as we're driving, you know, like U of I is canceled. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like, just imagine if people were tracking like STDs like this. Oh, I know. Like, have you been concerned about what's happening on your college campus? Right. Well, we're not interested in the health concerns mm-hmm. surrounding that kind of thing, right? Like, we don't want to know, like, how pervasive it is. Well, like, every year here between Idaho and Pullman, a drunk student falls out of a window somewhere, Dice. right? Alcohol. Like, yeah. Like, death by alcohol is all over it's the common. campuses. Yep. And, and... STDs and health ailments of oh, yeah. by by death loving living right mm-hmm. like that is 
commonplace. Oh, yeah. But we don't, it's like a culture that loves death trying to pretend it doesn't in some other area. Like with abortion, with all of the pursuit of self and just, it's just tragic. But there are in this area acting like death is really their enemy. Well, but it's also this hilarious inconsistency with the secular agenda and worldview because honestly one thing is haven't we all been screaming about overpopulation so wouldn't a massive sweep through of taking out elderly and weak people shouldn't we be pleased doesn't that cut right with the grain of natural selection survival of the fittest and dealing with overpopulation and right. those are all things that everyone would talk about with a straight face. But and not, then the minute yeah. it shows up, or at least threatened to show up, or whatever they it was, they want to borrow back a Christian worldview they and value life. Freak out! Yeah, yeah, freak out! They're like, well, it doesn't matter if it's an old <laughs> or a infirm person with comorbidities. It's a human life, and you're like, you borrowed back, you yeah. borrowed back Christian principles. Right. To value human life, in order like to that. get scared and stampede, right? In order to do something weird, you're me- you're yeah. trading out your philosophy for something else. Because the thing is, is like the left really has talked quite a lot about overpopulation, really scaring us all, and look at how bad it is, and look so, how bad it is for the earth. Well, so it's, it's I would like, think Corona would have been their best friend. Yeah, that no. is that is always pointed that I out about key, in a pro-choice. In a pro-choice world where everyone says it is a woman's right to just murder a baby inside of her, we are deeply offended by pregnant women smoking. Yeah. They're like, why do you do that? Or drinking. Yeah, or drinking, or like, how dare you? Yeah. The thing is, it's... You've snuck back in. I think the key is, when people are talking about overpopulation and how we need to deal with that and... And when they get really outraged they at us to, they for having control, lots of children. They want to control the measures. Well, they they would like to weed out population, but they never consider it might be them. Yeah. And that's, I think, the real key to this problem is, oh, no, I might catch it. And that's right. when we discover they ca- care less about the planet than they care about their... Themselves. Life. Just about yeah. themselves. Anyways, it's, it is a really... What? Where we are bird watching again. <laughs> well, I'm not. Oh, I, I was. I can't even see a bird. Oh, there's a bird. Yeah, oh, no. they're just... Uh, anyways, that was a real derail there of the point. But the idea, <laughs> but the, the reality is that the secular world has no excuse for what they're doing. And the Christians have no excuse for letting the secular world lead their own response no. to times of crisis no. and or issues. lead their attitude of it, it, like the fear. I mean, isn't that the one thing that we all understand about Christianity is we don't fear death now? Yeah. Now I'm not saying run out and lick all the doorknobs, just you know, but at the same time we shouldn't fear death like the unbelievers have every reason to be terrified no and at the end of the day every christian should always be able to say if i die i die right right like it was like if i die i know where i'm going 
if I die, I know that God will care for my family. If I die, I know, like, I can right. trust him completely, which is not the same thing. Like you were saying, it's not the same thing as uh, being reckless. It's not, right. it's, it's actually just the deepest level of confidence that yeah. you need to have that Which you're not I mean going to accidentally like die. I have no problem with prudence, but the terror and the fear and yeah. the, the just... And the fear mongering. Yes. All of that should be really antithetical to faith. And mm -hmm. I think it's been kind of real embarrassing to see that for many Christians, they apparently never thought about it, the rubber hitting the road in Yeah. Like, in actually... Like your faith actually being the thing that you were... Are we about to go? No, we have a little bit more time. I want to touch on something I think we should talk on next time. Do you? Does that matter to you? No. If I open up a larger kettle of fish that but I only just, just thought just to say, of. we'll talk about that another time? No, I think we should start talking about it, but I think that we don't have that much okay. time. So All right. we what? might... Uh, I'm not... Now watch us be total duds with nothing to say about it. Okay. So this has come up recently... Um, a couple different times that, and I've had some conversations with people. So this is just, uh, this is a huge topic, but it is about a response that this podcast provokes in people. So okay. when I say this podcast, our listeners all know, I can't imagine you not having picked up on the fact that this is an unedited unplanned production. <laughs> so we're not really giving you as well our, as we hide that. Sometimes. Yeah, in spite of the fact that I <laughs> yawn in every episode just to make you think we're really prepared. Uh, and in spite of the fact that we, like, I think it's self-evidently not polished, which means that it is self-evidently honest. It okay. is actually how we are living. That's what okay. I'm saying. We're not putting our shiniest, no. pretendiest face no. forward. Uh, but the question that had come up from groups of Christians in other places is sort of like, how is this, um, like I, it's hard. It's basically like, is it actually real that you're actually this joyful? What? Yeah, I know you're having the same question I had when this came up. The reason I had that question is I feel like it's pretty clear that we're talking about our turkey attitudes and how we're tired of stuff all the time. So I don't, I don't feel like we're putting, we're not putting forward a presentation that our lives are an endless giggle okay. where we're not tempted by it. I don't know. It's just a, um, so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about what is the answer to that? Like, I think that this podcast is very honest to the way that we're living. Uh -huh. I don't know. Well, yeah, if anything, I think we try to censor it down just a little bit from the sort of, oh, I don't know, like, we don't whoop about everything on the podcast that we might whoop about in private. No, <laughs> that part's true, but the other, the, and the reality is we're not sharing on the podcast things that I might share with Becca that is specific to a struggle that I'm having, but even sure. off the airwaves, if I was telling you about a particular struggle, in all likelihood, we'd be laughing about it or oh, talking yeah. about it the same way. Oh yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, as I was thinking about this, what is the, um, 
people just, there are people who think that what we're doing is somehow like, I'm not really struggle to get this across. Not that it's fake, but that maybe it's fake and that maybe we're telling people to live in a way that's actually impossible. That it's actually impossible oh. to live like this. And as I explored this topic, think, like thinking about it and chatting with some friends about it, the thing that I think it comes down to is that your doctrine is meant to be lived. That your doctrine is not like that what we believe about God. And this is why I just thought of this because you were talking about that. Okay. You were talking about Christians not fearing death. Yeah. That's a doctrine. Yeah. And it's meant to meet reality. It's yep. meant to meet your, like, it's meant to be in your life, in your actual physical response to a fear-mongering article on the internet. Yeah. Right? Like, you believe that. So you, this is how you will believe that in this moment. Okay, so maybe this is, maybe this is sort of what you're talking about, maybe not, but. I have been really surprised by this is like people I don't know at all. It's just Christians you see on, you know, from very far away, social media, yeah. whatever. I've been really shocked at honestly some people who identify as real doctrine wizards um in terms of like yeah. Law, like this is what mm -hmm. I do, my hobby is parsing doctrinal. No, it's like the kind of people who would have their, their byline be theology wonk. Yeah, or like, here's the stack of doctrinal Tomes. materials that I Tomes. keep on my bedside table. So, okay, fine and good. There's there's that. But Nothing the wrong that, with the, the love of doctrine. The thing that has shocked me in, in various places, this is not like I saw it once. This is like a thing. Mm -hmm. Is you have, I'm reformed, and I post J.C. Ryle quotes, and then I will talk about my depression and I can't get out of bed, and then I'll talk about the really filthy shows I'm watching, and then I'll talk about how I screamed at my children, and then I'll put up another doctrine quote, and then I will talk about some big coarse jests and be really crass. Was that pointed at me back <laughs> <laughs> And then I will, you know... I mean, yeah. and I've just been thinking, like, when no. you when you read those doctrines, <laughs> harmonize your beliefs. When you read those doctrine books, do you ever think about how it might apply? No, like, have <laughs> have you considered that your doctrine is not meant to be lived in the airs above the grounds? Right, it is supposed to be in your life. Right, and so you have people who are like clearly a train wreck in terms of like practical everyday joy right and then somehow but they have this... a taste for theology and and interestingly yes. good taste in theology but like their theology might be great except for that it never that why have you not done something about it that kind of feels to me like people who get into star trek in a huge way probably bring more practical application to their daily right. lives. Right. And <laughs> because they dress up sometimes and go to weird conventions. 
They at least invested in the costume. <laughs> the costume. So I think that the thing I'm trying to get at is that, like, there's an element where I just feel like we can't possibly. We are the product of a Christian community. Like, we grew up in a family that embraced this for our whole lives. Like, it's very hard to get on the other side of it and see it. Like, what people are asking about. And... Because I don't feel like saying your doctrine should be lived does not take any of the normal struggle of life out of your life. But it does infuse a tremendous amount of peace and confidence and joy. Yeah. And, And when we have gone through really major trials as a family, like with Nate's brain tumor or when dad had cancer, when we had these things, we still had a lot of joy and laughter yeah. and as a yeah. family like because that was still the case because, because we, we actually still believed what we yeah, believe that's the thing is because we actually have a, a doctrinal commitment to that right and so i think that there's something about like you know the way gears work yeah that there will be like a little wheel with the teeth on it that turns a big wheel that turns mm-hmm. something else i think that a lot of christians have let their doctrine be a little wheel that's making no contact mm-hmm. with the big teeth of a gear right that actually makes your daily decisions that's actually right. like informing what you're doing now it's not it kind of sounds like a weird like i imagine if you haven't been thinking about how does my doctrine affect my behavior right now that that might seem like a really complicated proposal that like you should be living by mm-hmm. your doctrine. Mm-hmm. But in spite of the fact that that sounds complicated, it's infinitely less complicated than living your life according to one. Because to- you are living according to a set of principles and beliefs. Oh, yeah. And you want that to be God's word and and the Christian faith. And if you're thinking that sounds so difficult to get the Christian faith into that place in my life. You have to recognize that something is in that place. Yep. Right. So if you believe there is, you have that wheel turning that's driving your daily behavior, your conversation, Mm -hmm. like every human has that. It's not, we're not proposing a totally different mechanism for life. Right. We're proposing the correct driver, like right, Right. the right wheel that, that you want going there. So, uh, I don't, if it seems like this is a complicated way to try to think about it, like the thing I'm trying to say, and this is what I did in YooHoo. This was the goal of YooHoo is to say, let's talk about Christian identity. But first we have to acknowledge that the, the peace that you have as a mechanism in your life may not be godly. Like you may be making decisions based on a false assumption of who you are and how that like, like, and so you can't just say, oh, let's just add in this. Like, no, it needs to replace that belief. Yeah. And I think that, so I've gotten, you know, I've gotten messages from people because probably because of you who, I don't know. I just have heard from people who say things like, um, like, are you serious that I shouldn't vent and complain about my husband to uh, my mom or to my friends, you know, should, are you really proposing that I stop complaining about my husband to everyone? Right. And 
when I've said yes, I am in fact proposing that. And, and when we've talked with, when I've talked with some of these women, it's not that they think that that exists by itself. They're venting and complaining about their husband because they believe that's the only way to relieve the pain of this situation and be able to move into like catharsis and back into being kind to him again. They're actually sinning in that way because they're trying to turn the wheel to keep their life going. And it's not that we're saying, no, you can't keep your life going. We're saying process this in a way that is, that is consistent with your statement of faith, with what you believe about God. So anyways, this, I really think we should talk more about this because I have more specific questions that people that came up in this conversation. that was more like, well, let's talk about that next time. Yeah, I think we should. But, and in the meantime, if you have a question related to that, send it to us because I think this is kind of the heart of the matter. And I think that many of you who enjoy the podcast in listening to it, like it because of the fact that we like to connect everything to our faith, right? Because that this is actually Mm -hmm. that, yes, we might be talking about some other shenanigans, but we, but it's, we still think all the gears of our life connect back to what we believe about God. And we think that yours do too. And that, and that that's, and that they ought to, and that they consistent. ought to, and that we can, and that there are ways of looking back over that and seeing like, oh, okay, this is where this lie has right. stuck in or this is whatever. Right. Okay. Do you have a tip? Mm. Well, you can see I'm prepared for that question. I've already given all mine, the Cornell bird app that doesn't make me smart yet. Okay, the corner. There you go, guys. There you go. I actually would say, though, you could put a tip on that. Pick some random thing that you haven't been glorifying God in because you haven't been looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, just like whether it's your gardening or birds or worms or whatever it is, like, look for the things that are right around you that you failed, that you know you just haven't. Yeah. You haven't appreciated. The depth of God's kindness to us in those things. Yep. Anything? Anything Good. else you want to say? I think that sums it up. I feel like up. I ended up going on a bit of a lecture series there at the end, saying mm. too much. But well, we'll come back we'll to this topic, up. though, because yeah. I'm kind of excited about Sounds it. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk later. Bye. Bye. Bye.